Reboot your credit card with Apple Card. It gives you unlimited daily cash back that can earn 4.15% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account. A high-yield, low-effort way to grow your money with no fees. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone to start earning and growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners. Subject to eligibility. Savings accounts by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That On a Tuesday, it's a special edition of All Even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube. So like, share, and subscribe to that. We got a packed show, lots to get into. NFL Week 6, Monday Night Football. We had the game of the week that actually did not turn out to be the game of the week. We got the Dallas dumpster fire that is burning and burning hot. The Tua era has started in Miami. The Lakers are actually requesting something very, very strange. Melo may be wanting to come back to New York. And the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Week six of the NFL season is in the books. We had a lot of good games. We had a lot of blowouts that we didn't expect to be blowouts. So there's a couple of games that I want to talk about. Obviously, we want to talk about the game of the week. We want to talk about the Green Bay Packers against the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're also going to talk about the two Monday night football games that happened last night between the Cardinals and the Cowboys, as well as the Bills and the Chiefs. So let's start with the game of the week, supposedly between the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was supposed to be Rodgers versus Brady, two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time going at it. And it started off well, but it ended up in a complete wash. Buccaneers win this game 38-10. to Tom Brady didn't really play too well. He didn't play great, but he had 166 yards, two touchdowns. Ronald Jones ran all over the Green Bay Packers. 113 yards, two touchdowns. Rob Gronkowski finally found the end zone. He looks like he's starting to get back into rhythm, which is a great thing for Tampa Bay. If they can be able to get Gronkowski looking like even 70% of what he was, they can have something here. On the flip side, the Green Bay Packers, nothing good, nothing good. Aaron Rodgers had a pick six in this game, and then he came back the next possession and threw another interception. Both times he was trying to get Devontae Adams going. 16 of 35, 160 yards, two interceptions. It was a dreadful game from the offense. They couldn't get anything going. Aaron Jones didn't get anything going. He had 15 yards, had a touchdown. But other than that, there was nothing to speak about. The defense was horrible, horrible. They could not stop anybody. And I don't know what happened. Listen, you got to chalk it up to just a bad week. Sometimes good teams, even great teams are going to have stinkers. So this is what I'm seeing from the Green Bay Packers. I'm not going to really 
look too much into this particular game. It was a wash. The Buccaneers won. I still think the Packers are a better team. What I'd like to talk about briefly, though, is what team out of these two has the best chance to win or get to a Super Bowl based on their quarterback play? It's going to be the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. He makes minimal mistakes. Now, granted, he had a turnover-prone game here, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't do this on a consistent basis in regards to turning over the football, looking bewildered behind center. He doesn't do that. So look for Aaron Rodgers to bounce back again next week. He's going to have a great game next week. For Tampa Bay, Tom Brady came here with a lot of weapons. There's a lot around this team, and they still haven't looked sharp offensively. Defensively, on Sunday, they were all over the place. They were flying over the ball. They were pressuring. They were doing everything to disrupt Aaron Rodgers' rhythm. You know, the wide receivers couldn't get any, any separation. They did a great job containing all of the weapons on Sunday. But they can never put it all together. Either the defense plays well, and the offense stinks. The offense plays well, the defense stinks. And Tom Brady is not at a level anymore to be able to carry you the way he could have carried you three or four years ago. He can't do it anymore. And to expect him to do that on a consistent basis, it's not fair to him. And it's not fair to the Tampa Bay Bucks to even think that that's a, a possibility. Moving on to the first Monday night football game we had with the Chiefs against the Bills. Chiefs win this game 26-17. Pat Mahomes 21-26, 225 yards, two touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was running all over the place, 161 yards, 6.2 yards a carry. As a team, they had 245 yards rushing. Travis Kelsey, you already know what Travis Kelsey does. 65 yards, two touchdowns. They looked great. The Bills, on the other hand, they just could not get anything going. Josh Allen couldn't get anything going. There was pressure on him. He was rushed. He was hurried. They were out of sync the entire night. And it's going to happen. The Chiefs are a good team. They didn't look great last week. They came out and they actually played good defense. They, they, they ran the ball. They controlled the clock. Sometimes you're going to have to play like this. Sometimes it's not going to be the Pat Mahomes show where he goes for 375 and four touchdowns. Sometimes you're going to have to play a little differently, play slower, ground and pound, beat the team into submission, allow the defense to make some stops. They did that, and they did a great job at that. I'm really curious to see how they're going to use Le'Veon Bell next week or you know, whenever they do decide to suit him up and put him on the field. I want to see that one-two combo between Edwards Hilaire and Le'Veon. Le'Veon, he's a star. I can't see Le'Veon playing a secondary role to a rookie. If you're going to get Le'Veon Bell, you're going to make sure that he's the starting RB1. That's the way it's going to go. And Edwards Hilaire, he's going to be good as a change of pace type of back. So they're going to have a nice one-two combo. This offense is going to take off. With Le'Veon Bell. Edwards Hilaire has had some trouble catching the ball. Le'Veon is not going to have any trouble with that. This guy is a great route runner. He's, he's a decent blocker. This is going to be a perfect fit for Le'Veon Bell. And I'm happy for him because I actually want to see him possibly get to a Super Bowl. He was on a lot of good Steelers teams that just couldn't crack through. They couldn't beat the Patriots or they couldn't beat the Ravens. And you know, they ended up losing in the playoffs and the whole team just fell apart. So now he's able to 
be with an organization that's kind of like Patriots 2.0. That's what they feel like to me. And if he can be able to repair his image here, then he may be able to get a long-term contract with them. So we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm really, really excited for Le'Veon Bell. I'm excited to see what this offense looks like. And sky's the limit for the Chiefs. Moving on to the second Monday night football game that we had last night between the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Cardinals win this game 38-10. I picked the Cardinals to win the game. I'm not surprised. Kyler Murray did not play well throwing the football. He was only 9 of 24, 188 yards, two touchdowns. Drake, 164 yards on the ground. Kyler Murray also has 74 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Christian Kirk had an 80-yard bomb, two touchdowns. Hopkins had two catches for 73 yards. He also had a 60-yard bomb. The offense had great field position all night because the Cowboys just continued to turn the ball over. Andy Dalton had two turnovers, two interceptions. And you had Zeke putting the ball on the ground two times. Andy Dalton, 266 yards. Zeke, 49 yards. And like I said, two fumbles. Amari Cooper had seven catches, 79 yards and a touchdown. That came late. C.D. Lamb continues to impress. But that's it. The defense. Jalen Smith did nothing last night. Van Der Esch came back. He's trying to work himself back. I didn't see much out of him. Demarcus Lawrence didn't see much out of him either. And it's a trend that's starting to happen with this team is that you're starting to see a lack of care, a lack of concern. And the sad part is that they're still leading the division at two and four. This is how bad this division is. And they're being rewarded because of that. The Cardinals, they look good. I think they're going to be a wild card team. They look like they know what they're doing. They're starting to get their packages together. Kyler Murray had a rough night. I think he was excited due to the fact that he was back home. It was a homecoming game for him. He was a little too amped up. He'll learn how to play home, play more poise as he gets later in his career. So I'm not worried about Kyler Murray. For the Cowboys, listen, this is what they have. Andy Dalton is their quarterback. They're going to have some mistakes. They have to clean these things up and... We'll see what happens week to week, but it's not good in Dallas. Not good at all. In other news, Miami Dolphins have made a quarterback change. They are switching from Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they're turning the keys over to rookie quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Kudos to the Dolphins for doing this move. This was always the plan. It didn't matter if the Dolphins were 3-3, three and three, which they are now, or 0-6, oh 1-5. It didn't matter. They were going to turn the keys over to Tua because they have to start their future now. They have to start seeing what they have to build for the future, build up their franchise quarterback, give them some confidence going into year two, and who knows? Maybe they have found their next guy. They've never had another guy since Dan Marino. This may be their guy, and I'm happy for Tua. He's a good kid. He's a talented kid. And kudos to Brian Flores. I like what they're doing down there in Miami. They have a good plan. He's getting time to actually develop and put that plan into place. This is what a lot of these teams and owners don't realize, that when you hire a coach and you're tearing it down, you have to give him more than two or three years to get this going. You cannot just say, here's a year and a half, figure it out. No, you got to give him time. You got to give him time to get his guys. You got to give him time to be able to implement his particular system. And you know when a coach is good. 
We're not talking about Adam Gase here who couldn't coach a high school football team at this point in his career. We're talking about Brian Flores. He's, he, he's come from the Bill Belichick tree, and he knows what to do. He knows what a stable organization looks like, and this is what the Dolphins are starting to build. So kudos to them. After the break, I'm going to go on a little rant. On a Tuesday, it's all leaving. I am so stressed because I hate my job. Let me guess. You're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button? Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We have campuses in Westbury, New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Develop your skills in broadcast media that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me. It took me seven years to get here, and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1-800-887-2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar. Welcome back, y'all. Today, I'm, I am... I'm a little confused about how I feel. And here's why. When you grow up, you know, middle class or whatever, and you have to work hard, you see your your parents working two jobs or they working overnight or whatever it is, just to like give you the the decent things or the good things in life that you want. You see that hard work and you want to emulate that. You grow up and you have the same type of work ethic. And when you watch sports, you love to see a team that plays hard. It doesn't matter if they're talented. doesn't matter if they win every game or they lose every game. But as a regular Joe, right, a regular 9-to-5 person, you would like to see the team that you're watching or that you support put in the effort like how you put in the effort when you're going to work, when you're busting your ass and getting low pay or whatever it is. And you hear from a lot of people their issues with athletes is that they're entitled. Just because you're rich and you're an athlete, you're a super impressive physical specimen, you don't try hard. You don't work hard. When in all actuality, these guys they work their asses off to get where they're at. However, when you see a team literally not giving the effort on the field and then they tell you that they're not giving their full effort on the field due to whatever circumstances they may be, I have a big problem with that. The Dallas Cowboys, to me right now, are the worst team in football they're the worst defense in the last 15 years. And I'm seeing a lack of effort from them. Where does that come from? Well, Jason Garrett was the head coach last season. Rob Marinelli was the defensive coordinator for a lot of years with the Cowboys. And in the last couple of years, 
the Dallas defense has gotten worse. 2018, they weren't good. 2019, they weren't good. 2020, they're the worst they've ever been, possibly in 30 years. Jason Garrett leaves. Rob Marinelli is now with the Raiders. And yet, the defense is worse under new management. You're starting to hear rumblings. Players are starting to say that the coaching staff is unprepared. They don't, you know, they don't know what they're doing from game to game, week to week. Players are 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 confused or frustrated. Here's where I'm gonna lose my shit. We had Xavier Woods say a couple weeks ago, oh, we don't play hard for 70 snaps a game, and yet he's still here. We had a game last night where the defense didn't try. Jalen Smith didn't try. Demarcus Lawrence didn't try. We had an 80-yard bomb to Christian Kirk. We had another 60-yard bomb to Nuck, DeAndre Hopkins. Week after week after week, you see this team get torched down the field. How is that on the coaching staff? When I just explained to you that Rob Marinelli, Jason Garrett were here. The defense was bad. Mike Nolan is now the defensive coordinator. Mike McCarthy's the head coach. The defense is worse. So the, the coaching staff has changed, but what hasn't changed? The players, right? So how long are these players going to blame the coaching staff for them not tackling, for them not knowing where they're supposed to be on defense? For them not giving maximum effort week to week when they're getting millions of dollars. Explain to me how that makes sense. The new thing now is, oh, Dak Prescott, we're going to play for Dak. Is that how you're going to play for Dak Prescott? 38 to 10 is your game after Dak Prescott got hurt. At what point do we stop listening to these players and we kind of shut them out and say, it's either you guys perform or you're not going to be here no more. Because guess what? If I half-ass it at my job and I tell my boss, well, listen, I don't know what you expect me to do. You expect me to work hard the whole day? I won't have a job the following week. So why do these guys get to mail it in, tell you that they're mailing it in, and still get to work for the Dallas Cowboys. Here's the answer to that. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones wants to be the grandpa that loves all his players. All of his players can be able to come to him with a problem. So they can't talk to the head coach. They can come straight to Jerry. They have a front. They have a, a, a main line right to Jerry. And when you have a main line to the owner, you undermine your coaching staff. Why is Xavier Woods still on this team? Why? Jerry Jones is the GM. Jerry Jones has not put fear into these players. They feel like they can be able to say what they want, do what they want, and perform like shit on Sundays or Mondays and be comfortable knowing that they're going to have a job the following week. They can be able to wake up on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday in practice, and know that there's not a pink slip in their locker. That's the problem. 
I don't know when this organization got this bad in regards to accountability, but it's bad now. These players don't respect their coaching staff. They think that they're better than everybody when clearly they're the worst team in football. You see, when you have talent and you're bad, you're worse than when a team that's in transition, they've traded all their good players away, they're they're planning for the future, and they lose. You're not as bad as them because you actually have players here that can actually play. Amari Cooper is making $100 million. Where was he? Where was he last week? Where was he at the beginning of this game? Demarcus Lawrence, the highest paid player on your team. Where is he? You have all of these guys. Jalen Smith just got paid last year. Where is he? All of these people that are getting a salary, a contract from the Dallas Cowboys, they don't play. So what has to change? Jerry Jones needs to change how he does things now. You cannot allow the inmates to run the asylum. If these players are not playing hard, you have to seek new talent. You don't reward bad behavior. If your 16-year-old is bringing home D's from school, you're going to go get him the new Xbox or PlayStation? What is going to make him realize that what he's doing, the work or the lack of work that he's putting in, the lack of effort that he's putting in, how is he going to know that he has to shape up if you're rewarding him or her? This is the problem. Stop rewarding these players, Jerry. Hold them accountable, Jerry. Mike McCarthy has never been a disciplinarian. It's your job to do it. You're the owner. You're the GM. You have players speaking out about your head coach, and he's just he just got here? The regime just got here? Granted, it's rocky, but you have to give them time to put in their system. You got players complaining already? Is the, is the coaching staff giving up 80-yard bombs? Is the coaching staff giving up 200-plus yards on the ground every game? Is the coaching staff allowing guys to break free in the secondary and do whatever the hell they want? Is that Mike McCarthy's fault? Is that Mike Nolan's fault? Explain to me. I can't stand what's going on with this team. And it's not the fact that they are bad. It's the fact that they're not trying. They're not even trying to compete. They get down a couple scores and you start seeing the head starting to you know, drop, the shoulders drop. They're starting to point fingers. They're arguing with the ref. They're pouting. Grown-ass men pouting on the sidelines. Give me a break, man. I remember the Cleveland Browns from a couple years back when they were, I think they went 1-15 or 0-16. That team played hard every week. You can be able to watch that team and root for that team every week because they played hard. Granted, they didn't win any games, but they made their fans proud to say, you know what, man? Yeah, we got this record. Yeah, we got one of the, the most historical bad records of all time. But at least this team played hard. They never quit. They never gave up. This Dallas team, they give up. Bunch of prissy bitches. 
That's what they are. It's terrible, man. When are you going to start to hold these guys accountable? It's not the coaching staff. It's them. So what you need to do is change the personnel. Not the coaches, the players. Demarcus Lawrence, trade him for a pack of cigarettes and a gym bag. Amari Cooper, you can go as well. We have C.D. Lamb. We have Michael Gallup. You don't need to be here. Who else? Jalen Smith, you can go. Van Der Esch, you can go. The entire secondary can go. And you don't, you're not even going to be able to trade those guys. Just let them go. Cut them all. And start fresh. Get some, get some real hardworking, hard-nosed caliber players. They may not be super talented, but if they play hard, they're going to give you maximum effort and you have a chance to win every Sunday with a football player that gives you max effort. Do your job, Jerry. That's what you need to do. Start holding your players accountable and stop letting them piss all over your organization because that's what they're doing. This Dallas Cowboys history, the, the, the historical franchise, the proud players that played in this organization, all the Super Bowls, all of that shit is dead because you allowed these particular players to do this to your organization, to do this to your football team, to do this to your coaches. Fix it. Or you need to step down and let Steven run the team. And you can be able to just go on your podcast week to week and comment about the team. You have no business running the team if you don't hold your players accountable. Period. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk a little NBA. On a Tuesday, it's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money. Representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire. Fire. All Even. We here. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. NBA news. Let's get to it. The Indiana Pacers have a new head coach. Nate Bjorgren, if you say his fucking name like that, I don't know, don't care. Uh, he was an assistant coach for the Raptors under Nick Nurse, is now the new head coach for the Pacers. I don't really have a, an opinion about this either way. Um, he can be a great coach. He could be a terrible coach. I'm just kind of confused about why him. There's other guys that could have got this job. Mark Jackson, he's a Pacers legend. Why not him? Why not other guys? It's just, you know, I'm not going to get into it because it's the same record being played, and I'm I'm a little tired of it. I, I need to see, I need to see more black coaches, man. Not going to lie to you. Like guys like Nate Bjorgren or whatever his name is, I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he's a great guy. I need to see more black coaches. That's all. That's all you know, that's that's all I got. They have a they have some issues to to deal with, you know, if Victor Oladipo was coming back, you know, how to fill out this roster, but 
this doesn't move the needle for me at all. This is a blah, yawn, whatever move. I'd like to see more black coaches. Next up on the rumor mill, the New York Knicks are in the news, sort of. Rumors are swirling that they might be considering trading for Chris Paul. You know, they may put Kevin Knox in the deal with a couple draft picks, give to the Thunder. And word has it that Carmelo Anthony has said if they acquire Chris Paul, he would want to come back to the Knicks. This would be a nice homecoming again, you know, to kind of end his career in New York. He's going to get his jersey retired here. So I would love to see him have another go round with a new regime. You know, things are things are not great in New York, obviously, but Chris Paul can kind of steer them in the right direction. I call Chris Paul the ultimate leader. And it's not the fact that he's a great motivator that, you know, he can speak to you one-on-one and you get that motivation. But he's he leads by example. When he comes to your organization, he doesn't accept losing. And somebody who doesn't accept losing, it becomes infectious. It becomes contagious. You look at that and say, man, I got I to gotta play up the snuff. I got to make sure that I meet Chris Paul at his level. So the Knicks are going to be forced to play hard, which is a good thing. And if Melo can be able to come back and add to his legacy here, you know, th- that, that would be a feel-good story. End on a high note instead of the sour note that he actually left on because of bum-ass Phil Jackson. A lot of times I kill the Knicks about, oh my goodness, they're, tra- they're chasing after this star. They're chasing after this star. But Chris Paul is the right star at the right time for this franchise. You have new management. CAA is here now. You need to put a guy in charge of this team that can be able to get these young guys on the right path. It's a lot of slacking that goes on with the Knicks. A lot of underachieving. A lot of nonchalant behavior. Chris Paul will clean all that crap up. He will make sure that these kids are on the right path. And when he leaves or goes goes somewhere else, then now you've established a culture of no nonsense. That's the way to do it. Turning our attention to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are requesting something odd. (laughs) They're requesting a career-ending application for Luol Deng's contract. Luol Deng signed a four-year, $72 million deal in 2016. It was labeled one of the worst contracts in NBA history that they've used the stretch provision on over these last couple years to be able to get more money under the, the salary cap. They want that contract erased now. They want to completely get it off the books, do this injury exception, and have more money to re-sign their players. Listen, shoot your shot. <laughs> shoot your shot and see what happens. I don't think anything's going to come of it, but shoot your shot. Have a case. Say, listen, you know, we've stretched it for the last couple seasons. Let the insurance deal with it, man. It's not supposed to be on our books. Or just let us pick up the tab. Let Jeannie give him a check for however much money it is out of her pocket. And then we can get this off the cap. I agree with that. 
there's no reason why they should continue to be able to pay this over a long period of time. This is not Bobby Bonilla with the Mets. Like, just get it, get him a check, and get him gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason to kind of, like, play this out. Luol Deng is just sitting pretty. He's like, listen, man, I I haven't played basketball in four seasons or so. I don't care. I'm still getting a nice check. So if he gets a nice, big, bulky check from Genie Bus, he's going to be good with that, too. Come on, man. Let's get it going. NBA, don't drop the ball. This is the NBA champions. Give them some slack here. Let them have this particular provision erase it off their books, call it clean, and let them be able to sign whoever the hell they want free agency. Deal. Right there. Deal. Continue the happy news with this. The National Museum of African American History is honoring the late, great Kobe Bryant. They have put his 2008 jersey in their Hall of Fame, in their museum. It's a beautiful honor. You know, he had donated a lot of money to them. He donated this jersey back in that time. So, you know, it's it's really it's really a touching story. You know, we, we all miss Kobe Bryant. And the more stories we hear or the more people that want to honor his name and, you know, draw murals for him and have great stories to tell, you know, post good videos, have documentaries. You know, he's going to have his own last dance documentary it's it's gonna be beautiful you know what i mean and you know i miss him but hearing stuff like this keeps his memory alive and it's always a good thing after the break the greatest segment on the planet dummy of the week on a tuesday it's all even this is a public service announcement down to your luck tired of being curved Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Monday and Friday, and then we pick the winner on that Friday show. So since we didn't have a show yesterday, we're doing it today. But before I get to that, <laughs> I just I just want to talk real quick about this report that the Lakers called Duncan Robinson Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Yo, if you let grown men in a basketball game call you Jimmy Neutron, you got to fight. <laughs> you got to fight, Duncan Robinson. Be better. If they do that again, make sure you get a tech for fighting. May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is Troy Aikman. Former quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. Now commentator for Fox, Troy Aikman. 
he's my candidate for Dummy. Yeah. because he was caught on a hot mic saying that why are they flying over the stadium with an empty stadium basically there's not a lot of people here and you know they're they're doing this for what and then joe buck said you know oh you know there's taxpayer dollars blah 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 then he said that stuff ain't happening with a kamala harris and joe biden ticket i'll tell you that right now partner you're one of those guys aren't you troy man just when i thought that i liked you now I got to come back down to earth a little bit. You're one of those guys. You're one of those guys that wants this country to continue to be divisive and look crazy. And you want everybody to stand up with the flag and, and, and put their hand over their heart and all that shit. You're just a hillbilly with a mic. That's all you are. And you've had a great career. That somebody will now continue to pay you to run your mouth. And for whatever reason, you don't realize that the mic is still hot and you think that people care about your political opinion. You think people listen to the program for that? Nobody gives a shit what you think, Troy, if it's not about football. So keep your mouth shut. Put on your Trump hat when you go home and save it for your house. Because at the end of the day, this is the problem that I have with people like you. That you guys feel the need to speak up and be boisterous about your political views when nobody gives a shit. You want to root for whoever you root for, you want to support whatever side you want to support, go ahead. I don't want to hear it on my airwaves. I, I watch dummies like you every day. You guys are out there with your trucks and yeah, we're gonna go out there and I believe in QAnon and all of this stuff and we're gonna take over the White House again. I don't want to pay any taxes. My president doesn't. I'm not gonna do it. Continue. Everything comes to an end. And that rhetoric that you're spewing, I want you to keep that same energy. Because <laughs> we have receipts. <laughs> Troy looks like the guy that doesn't wear masks. <laughs> he definitely looks like one of those guys, man. So, hey, I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. It's just funny that these guys just continue to kind of bury themselves. Like, instead of just coming out and saying, yeah, listen, you know, I, I apologize for the hot mic. You know, I, I, I don't want my personal views to be spilled out on TV and stuff like that other than my football expertise. No, you take to Twitter and you, well, they, if nobody knows me, then they don't, nobody believes. Yeah, we don't know you. You're on the TV every week talking about football. Nobody knows you. So we don't know your views. We don't know what you believe in. Frankly, we don't give a shit. <laughs> Just just fess up to it. You fucked up, and we move on. But you want to continue to take this stance, and this is why you people get in trouble. Now you're going to have to apologize down the road and look like a complete jackass, right? Why? When you can just do the right thing. But you know what? 
Now that I say that, I know why you take that stance. Because of the people that you support. You feel that you don't need to apologize. Hell, my president doesn't. Why should I? Yeah, typical. You're never too old to grow up. You know that, right? So, Troy Aikman, you may be the biggest loser when it comes to political views right now. But you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Friday. Before I go, I'd like to give a big shout out to those L.A. Dodgers. Let's get this World Series. You guys have been knocking on the door for too many years now. You got to get it done. LeBron James and the Lakers got it done. It's your turn. Your turn to get it done, Dave Roberts. Don't make a mistake. Go Dodgers. Stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on SoundCloud. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.